Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. And now, a special edition of the Toddcast podcast. It's a special edition podcast. We have the Riff Master General, the singer of Dead Quiet, Kevin Keegan. Hello. How are you, buddy? Good, man. How you doing, Todd? I'm good. I'm really good. Um, yeah, we, we both kind of pumping each other's tires there prior to, to doing this, saying, you know, we're both looking forward to it. Because, of course, you've got a new record. Your third record for Dead Quiet yeah. is coming out September 11th. Yes, an auspicious date, but <laughs> it is. It's a. It's easy to remember. Yeah. Um, it's called Truth and Ruin. Yeah. I've asked you to have a guitar nearby so we could maybe hear some of the riffs and stuff from uh, f- from the new record. Yeah, totally. We're gonna play every song. We'll play every single song. Oh, sweet! Awesome. We're, yeah, we're doing that. Uh, we're doing a full full album review with Kevin Keegan of uh, Dead oh, Quiet. I, I want to, before we get to your record, I want to know kind of like the background of why you traveled down this road. Like what's the music in the Keegan house as a kid growing up? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, my dad was like a lot of the Beatles and it was a lot of the Eagles, Joe Walsh, um, just like classic rock in that vein. And then my, I had an older brother and an older sister that were like, my brother basically handed me a cop, like a cassette of kill them all when I was like nine. And he's like, study this. Nice. And so, okay. I like right away. I was like, okay, I like the louder stuff. Like I like the more like, you know, I was leaning towards like Led Zeppelin, like songs like black dog and shit. I was like, okay, what's this fucking, what are these riffs? Like, so yeah, that was the early shit for me. And then my sister listened to a lot of the, like punk rock as well. So she was kind of like, she got me into like grunge and, and, and sort of some of the punk side of things. But yeah, my brother was always feeding me, feeding me old metal like uh you know metallica megadeth stuff like that and, and some of these riffs that are on the new dead quiet record i mean you, you can tell you're inspired by you know the rhythm section of metallica james hetfield just crushing riff after riff that's um, it that left hand right like the like the palm beauty stuff or that right hand sorry is like that's like yeah that's my bread and butter it it, it is so tasty as a, a huge fan of uh you know your style, uh, your the the genre that is dead quiet. Uh, man, you guys are absolutely uh, brilliant. W- when you first started with the guys, of course, I know I know Dana. Yeah, of well, your drummer, I know him well. Yeah. When you started the project, did you feel right away that wow, we're onto something immediately? Yeah, I mean, I was sort of like my my previous band, Barn Burner. It was kind of like we we were kind of doing something similar. It was it was basically like it was there were songs like I, w- I was writing in Barn Burner, and then like Dead Quiet was basically like a West Coast version of that band, but was just you know I had a whole different lineup. But it was gonna you know a bit more or less would have been the next Barn Burner record, but it was like you know it had it took on a different feel. I was I was back west. Vancouver's my home. You know, playing with Dana his rhythmical sense is, 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 was, is different. And like more, it's like his grooves are, he, that guy grooves harder than anybody I've ever played with. So just having him as the backbone, 
kind of pushed me to like try some different things. And yeah, just like surrounding myself with, with like new musicians, definitely like kind of honed this in. Yeah. Dana's definitely like putting it a V12 into a small sports car. And yeah, on. exactly. The guy's yeah. like thunderous. Yeah. Grab your guitar. Let's, uh, let's hear the riff and, uh, of the first song on the new dead quiet record. Again, it's out September 11th. It's called truth and ruin. Talk to us about the, the lead off track from the new dead quiet record. How did this come together? Uh, tone deaf. Um, this was one of the earlier songs on this record that we wrote and it was like, um, the intro riff we kind of chalked on later. I had written like the, the sort of like, the the verse chorus stuff like the like that stuff and then like the chorus I had those two parts sort of back and forth and then we kind of went on an adventure after that and like we came up with like the like that bit came and we just kind of fucking jammed that one out. And uh, and then like the intro, like the whatever. Kind of chalked on later. So like the beginning of the song actually came way later. We're like, what do we do at the beginning of this song? And I had this random like intro riff that I had written. So that one, that one was a very much like a puzzle. We sort of had like the verse chorus and then we sort of jammed the end. And then the beginning was like this intro I had in my pocket. I was like, just kind of pasted it on there. So it's a bit of a Frankenstein song, to be honest, but like it came together really well.
Toddcast Podcast. Not ready to sing this song. They say the writing's on the wall.
getting into uh, Forever Unsung. We just yeah. played that here on the, uh, what are we calling this? Is, are we calling it a world album premiere? Is anybody else doing the full album review with you, Kevin? No, no, it's just you that's doing the full album. Yeah, yeah. No one's, no one's like, we haven't thought about doing that yet. I just, I'm doing like lots of little press things, but no full, no full record. Uh, so yeah, this is all you, brother. Oh, that's great. Okay, cool. Well, there we go. We just heard the uh, second track from Dead Quiet and their new album is out September 11th. Truth and Ruin. Your, this is the third record now for you, Kevin, with yeah. these guys, with yeah. that, with, with Dead Quiet. Yeah. Is it getting easier? Um, no, no, I don't think so. I think it gets harder, really. Like, this one kind of came out of, like, the whole record sort of came out of a fucking weird time for me, and I was really needed music to kind of get through a tough time. So it was a time and a place sort of thing, and, and, and it's like you never know when that inspiration is going to come, so you're sort of like, oh, you get nervous, right? Like... I don't know if I'm going to write another great song ever again, but then, you know, sometimes it just fucking happens. So yeah, luckily, well, I'm not luckily. I mean, like, yeah, it like helped me through a hard time, but just like the beautiful thing came out with this record was like something that was very therapeutic for me and a beautiful thing that came out of some chaos, you know? Yeah. What was your first concert you went to? Um, you know what? The first, the first actual band I saw live was, was a band. I saw, I went to a friend's uh, bar mitzvah. And uh, it was a band called Retrograde. And they were a band. Retrograde. I remember those guys. Remember that name at all? Like, yeah. yeah it was definitely. Like, band. I remember, like, his older brother Gabe was in the, like, early Nickelback video. And they were buddies. And I think they, like, toured together. But, yeah, I was, like, I think I was, like, eight years old when I went to and I saw that band. And then the next one was actually, I think, Lollapalooza 94. I went. My, my friend's mom took us. And we were, like, you know, nine years, ten years old. And sitting there in the bleachers, like getting my first whiff of like secondhand weed smoke and being like, like watching Sonic Youth or something. Like, yeah, it was great. Nice. That's great. You went to that show. Hey, so I was there as well. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. yeah. yeah. Deadly. Um, okay. Let's get back to the, the dead quiet uh, album. Uh, again, it's called truth and ruin September 11th. You'll be able to pick it up wherever you buy music of sound and fury. Yeah. Great. Another great song. Tell us how you put that one together. We just talked about uh, prior with the album opener. It's kind of, you're saying it's almost a Frankenstein, but, and yeah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes songs just kind of come together. How, how did this one come together? This one was also like kind of a battle, actually. Like we, we had kind of dismembered and, and reassembled this song several times before we kind of walked away happy. It was just like, if you listen to Sound of Fury, like this song has the most riffs per fucking capita of any song on the album like it's just a riff monster like it's just like like back to back so that was like a lot of like kind of yeah sort of band work and arranging together and being like oh like how's this gonna go and because i just had a mountain of riffs and i was kind of just throwing them at the guys and we're like how do we make this make sense so that one was actually like took some finessing and then finally we're like whoa we, once we hit it we we're like okay this is actually like a really fun song to play and it, it, we, we, I think we flipped that thing upside down like fucking half a dozen times before we were happy with it. But yeah, it's, it's, it shows like that, that, that was a lot of work. That song. Let's hear a couple of the riffs in this song. Yeah. So the main riff was one that, uh, this was supposed to be the outro actually initially. <laughs> Thank you. 
simple, like kiasy almost like, you know, totally. It's it, it, your playing is always that like you, you, you will find that pocket where the head Bob just starts and you know, game. Yeah. Just love of love of love a banger. Love a fucking groove, man. Yeah. Can't, can't help it.
Toddcast Podcast.
as we continue with the the world album premiere we're doing the the full record of the dead quiet album that is out september 11th it's called truth and ruin we have kevin keegan the singer of the band uh that's the title track for the new dead quiet record um talk to us about banjos and using that in 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 every dead quiet record is it not yeah there's always a banjo yeah exactly exactly what's the thinking here um you know what i think it always ends up being um brock is the bit like for it was it, on the first record it was our old bass player was a banjo player so he laid some banjo down and then ever since uh brock has loved tinkering with the banjo um so yeah he just like for whatever reason, he's always had an idea on each record to there's like, Oh, there's like, there's something that like, I think the banjo would sound really good here. And he just has an instinct for it. And it always works. Yeah. It's fucking rad. It sounds great. I love banjo. Why does it work so well? It just is there's just tight with what you guys are doing. Yeah. And it's adds like a weird mood, like almost like it's such a weird twangy instrument, but it sort of adds like this deep South fucking totally. It's like ominous. Yeah, exactly. Like just like a muddy, like swampy fucking groove. Yeah, dude, it's a dirty, dirty song. And at the end of it, is it? Are you? Is there strings in that song at the end? Yeah, it's cello. Yeah, we yeah we do cello in, in the beginning and the end of, of Truth and Ruin. Yeah. Talk to us about touring with John Fucking Garcia. Like, how did that happen, and what was that like, dude? Oh yeah, that was great, man. That, that was actually really cool because it was their agent, the the booking agent that was a fan of Dead Quiet. He, he, okay. he like, out of nowhere emailed me. He's like, "Hey, man, like Grand Rights is fucking awesome. Like, are you interested in this tour?" And I was like, "Fuck, are you kidding me? Like, what a what an amazing email to get out of nowhere. It's like big shot agent being stoked on your band and then like just like throwing you on a tour. So yeah, that was just like really like one of those fucking you know the." Every, the cloud, the, the, the stars aligning kind of things. Like, yeah, that's pretty badass, dude. That's pretty badass. Paying off, you know, partial darkness. Yeah. Let's talk about that song. Uh, yet another riffy song. Yeah. It's a banger for sure. Man. That is yeah. a, that's a ripper. Yeah. So, um, how did that one come together? The, was it, was it particularly quick? Yeah. That was one, that was one of those like weird, like just, I, I kind of just sat down one day with the guitar and like those, riffs kind of poured out of me right away it was just like almost like dumb as nails you know riff just like really like nothing to it but then you know i kind of flared it up with the like that stuff and i was just like okay and it just it came from that groove bang again 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 and then from there, the whole song kind of blossomed. And I, I feel like I wrote that one in one day, I think. Like, it was, like, really quick. And that's cool, hey, when that, when that happens. Like, for whatever reason, it just happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, yeah. like, it poured out of me. And it was just, like, kind of, a, kind of a simple fucking just, like, just fucking smash a bottle over your head, banging kind of tune. And, yeah, it just came out real quick.
the Toddcast Podcast.
second to last song on the new Dead Quiet record, The Sound of a Breaking Heart. Sign of a Sealed Fate, it's called. You're right. Is that written for anybody in particular? Uh, yeah, it was just like I was in a, you know, pretty painful relationship that was fucking pretty, pretty like kind of emotionally abusive and just like a real poisonous one. And yeah, I was in a dark place and yeah, I just kind of came out of that, like being with somebody that I shouldn't have been with and kind of stuck with it for whatever reason. And yeah, that was me dealing with that shit for sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can hear it too, just in the vocals and the take and, um, super therapeutic doing songs like that yeah. too hey getting them oh, out yeah yeah you gotta exercise the demons you know totally and you know the the good thing about that of course like you say it exercises your demons but also you know the people that follow you and your fans and stuff you know like they're all the majority are probably gonna they'll empathize with that with that story right yeah no kidding yeah no yeah, for sure yeah um okay let's get into the the last track of dead quiet's new album coming out september 11th it's called truth and ruin talk to us about uh wrapping up this new record with cold gray death uh was that a conscious decision with you guys like how did how tough is it to when you have these seven songs they're all good in their individual right yeah how hard is it to lay out the track listing yeah, that's a weird one. That's like we all put our heads together and it's it's kind of all about how the energy flows and how your how the story's going to get told. So, yeah, we kind of all put our heads together and just like how is this record going to really like keep you listening and 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 also like tell tell the story the best. So, yeah, it's kind of a weird process of you know, you sort of like puzzle pieces going together and which which songs flow into each other and you know, making sure that like you, you know, every, you know, people can hold on the, the whole time. So, yeah, Cold Grey Death was like it's a nine and a half minute song, and it's pretty fucking heavy, Boy. and it's got you know, it's got that real doomy ending, and it's just like with the acoustic guitar on the way out, and it's like, yeah, it was perfect. There was like a no brainer. We're like, yeah, Cold Grey Death's the last, like that's the closer for sure. <laughs>
Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. What if you discovered you could move between the worlds of dreams and real life? That's the story of Dream Breachers, where Evan wakes up on his 12th birthday and realizes that something he dreamt about the night before had actually happened. With the help of his friends, a reappearing stranger, and a mysterious organization called the Dream Academy, Evan will discover what it means to be a dream breacher. Dream Breachers is a high-stakes sci-fi mystery adventure about the highs and lows of having all your dreams come true and is perfect for kids ages 8 to 12. If that sounds like a dream to you, you're in luck. You can listen to Dream Breachers now, wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.